0: Everybody, welcome back to David. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Had my intro going. (laughs) Welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Benjamin Hobson. I'm here with David Thomas. And you've already said hello to everybody. I already said it. Uh, I guess you guys can probably tell we're a bit rusty. I think it's been a month and a half, nearly just about, since we've done one of these. And David and I have been on many adventures in the meantime. (laughs) What have you been up to in the interim, David?
1: Just holding up the fort while while you parading around down, yeah. while you're parading around Europe, yeah, <laughs> swanning around, yeah. enjoying.
0: Oh, I did enjoy myself. Um, yeah, I went to Europe for three weeks, which was a very interesting experience. Got to really see a lot of um, Catholicism and the Catholic Church and how that's been around Europe for a long, long time, and it's different here in Australia, where only a two hundred year old. Country really in Europe's you know thousands and thousands yeah. of culture yeah we had to walk around in Rome the old Roman ruins where possibly you know Paul would have gone and preached and argued with politics and stuff so no I wouldn't have preached and argued
1: there he would have gone and died there oh really <laughs> at the Colosseum <laughs> oh right
0: yeah yeah right so that was pretty interesting and I went and saw um the Mathausen concentration camp in Austria which was also very eye opening in light of what we 've been talking about spiritual warfare, like talk about your you know un you can't, unthinkable circumstances to be surrounded by, mm. and yet there were people there were jew Jewish people who never let go of God, and that was that was just eye opening you know here I am back home, worried about you know my air conditioning bills and stuff, and you go over there, it just puts things in perspective,
1: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that was really. My poor wife didn't handle it very well, to be honest with you. She was. I don't know how I would handle this yeah. it. Yeah. It's pretty heartbreaking. Mm. All right, so today we're going to be looking at the fruit of the spirit, which is called love. Love. This is the one that we lost. L O V E, love. Yeah, and this is the one that I've had to rewrite. Yeah. Uh,
1: excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. And um, yeah. Um, this is. The, the fruit of the spirit begins with love. And, um, this is probably one of the most important fruit. I'm not, uh, it's funny. It's like first among equals. They're all important, but this one, this is the foundation. Yeah. This is the founder. If you don't have, if you don't have this. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Basically you're done. And, and this, this is one that really needs to be really, really sought for, hunted for and pursued and grown. Yeah. Um, there's a scripture I want to begin with And it's a scripture I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible It's 1 Corinthians fourteen one. Now it follows on after the 1 Corinthians 13 love chapter Yep So if you guys want to stop the podcast Read 1 Corinthians 13 and then we can pick it up here Bang again now <laughs> <laughs> This is a fantastic th- This encapsulates for me The fruit of the spirit of love Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest. Mm. And so if I have to look at that and, and, and read the writing and read the, the emphasis that the apostle puts into the pursuit of this love, for me it is of supreme importance that I understand how this love functions. Yes. Yes. Because one of the key factors in warfare is that the enemy will try and come in and um, bend this understanding mm. of love inside yeah. out. And this is what a lot of Christians get tangled up in when the religious spirit comes in and twists the understanding of love. So that people will come to you and say, well, you're a Christian. The premise of Christianity is love. Yep. God is love. Therefore, you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. yeah. yeah. And you find yourself railing against that, fighting against that, because it just, you feel like you've been manipulated into it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you don't understand what you need to pursue, what you need to seek to acquire, what you need to make your aim and your quest and what it is in essence. Yeah. You're going to be bent out of shape on this aspect and you will be led around by the nose when you go into those prisons.
0: Yeah. Definitely, and like when we go when we're talking about living, growing up in the world, we've got Valentine's Day and all that sort of stuff. What do you feel we get taught about love? Because to me, love sounds like in popular culture a feeling. Mm. Do you, would you describe love love as a feeling?
1: Definitely not. Yeah. If you were a Martian and you came down to Earth and you wanted to start studying the English language and you learn, you you begin learning about the word love. You'd be very confused. Mm. Because love describes this intimate relationship between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. Love describes an intimate relationship between a man and his children. Love describes an intimate relationship between a man and his dog.
0: Or a man and his nachos and beer. Yeah, love (laughs) describes um, a tennis score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a game. One love. Um, One love, 15 love. If if,
1: if you go to England, love, love used to be... A nickname
0: colloquialism yeah
1: so wow <laughs> i know right
0: that was pretty good <laughs> so
1: so you you stand on the street corner and you go up to a london bobby and oh yeah love oh, uh, go down love. this corner and go there and you'll meet the tower of london there love you know and you, your, this poor martian is going to be all over the place and then love means sex your accent your, love means having mean an sex. affair an adulterous affair
0: yeah it can yeah can i just say that yeah. your accent sounded jamaican really yeah <laughs> oh love mon <laughs> So
1: so for me, you need to really understand the w- what love is. Now, in, in the Bible, you've got f- sort of four definitions. I haven't finished reading the scripture. I'll re- get back to that scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty
0: powerful. So no you've worries.
1: Got, you've got agape, eros, storge, and phileo.
0: Have you talked about this before? Because this is something I've heard from you before. Is this on the podcast? No, I
1: would have done it in your marriage counseling.
0: Ah, <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
1: But I don't know. It might Back in the have, it might
0: have. Come, yeah, it might have. Pre-marriage counselling.
1: Pre-marriage counselling. Yeah. Just oh
0: yeah. 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 You there. haven't sat on my. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not my You better yet. not. You better <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> um, agape is the essence of God's love. It's 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 the love of God, unconditional love, and in essence, this is the fruit we're talking about. Now I can get Storch and Phileo mixed up. I think Phileo is the brotherly love. So it's related in terms of relationship between people. Yep. Storchi would be parental love. And Eros is obviously infatuation and physical, physical love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can understand those four elements, basically you're going to be starting to understand the essence of what love is.
0: Mm.
1: Now, for me, I go by this definition. Love is not a feeling or based on a feeling. It's an act of my will. Yeah. And I'll come we'll come back to that as we go okay, further cool, into this. That's
0: really important. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Paul writes to the Corinthians after this big chapter on love, and he says, Pursue it, seek it, acquire it, make it your aim, make it your greatest quest. And then he goes on and he says, And earnestly desire and cultivate spiritual endowments or mm-hmm. gifts, especially that you may prophesy, interpret the divine will. And purpose in inspired preaching and teaching. I absolutely love this passage of scripture. Mm. Now, I've had two conversations yesterday and today. Yesterday with a young guy. Um, We were running around and and, um, I asked him this question. And then I asked you the question today while we were having coffee with uh, your friend, Paul.
0: David got really angry with me. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) He should have seen the fire <laughs> coming out of his
1: eyes. He was furious. So here's the question. Here's the question. And two people out of the the people I've asked have got the question wrong.
0: I think most people would, would yes. answer the way yes. I did. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not alone here. No, no, you're not alone. And this is,
1: this is what I wanted to emphasize. Yeah. If you had to go into a fight and you had uh, an unfair advantage in the fight, mm. That if you use that unfair advantage, you know you're going to win. You're going to smash the opponent up.
0: Would you use it? And then my answer was, it would depend on why I was fighting.
1: Yeah, and so you got all mushy on me.
0: Yeah, David doesn't like mushiness. He doesn't like wishy-washiness.
1: So we're dealing with warfare here.
0: Yeah. Alright.
1: Do you think the enemy would give you that
0: opportunity? No. All, all advantages would be taken absolutely not
1: absolutely so now, uh. so now here, here is my here is what i 'm trying to say and and and, th- and this verse of scripture encapsulates it you you as a Christian, have been given such an unfair advantage in every spiritual battle you go into mm-hmm. why don't you use it? Is that
0: an actual question? No, I'm just—it's me. It's me.
1: It's me preaching. Yeah, yeah, right. It's me yeah. preaching. It's like my preaching emphasis. Rhetorical. Why are you not using your unfair advantage? So, what is your unfair advantage? Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Mm. Make it your aim, your greatest quest. So, fruits of the spirit. Secondly, earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments, gifts of the spirit. We're going to talk about that in, uh, in the next section. Okay. Cool. So if you are if you if you know the five factors of warfare and you've done all your planning and you've got the timing right and you're going out into a campaign or you're in an ambush situation the enemy's coming against you and he's ambushing you why then are you not utilizing the advantage that you have to defeat the enemy with superior weapons superior fruit which I believe are weapons as well, mm-hmm. and superior gifts from the Holy Spirit, which I believe are weapons as well. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it's unbelievable for me.
0: Yeah, and it's not like they do the same thing. It's not like when we go into a battle, when we say, "Okay, well," maybe, do you think it's just because we don't know about it? Or no, what? no.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a very good good point that we raise in here. Why do Christians? Give me that answer that you gave and that other young guy gave me yesterday.
0: Depends on why I'm fighting. Why am I fighting? No,
1: I can't use an unfair advantage. When when I've been teaching you, warfare is about deception.
0: Yeah. Why Why, why, why do we
1: generally do that all the time?
0: Um, I don't know, because a lot about Christianity, it teaches you to examine motives and to examine... Where you're coming from, you just we just get taught like it's 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 deceitful or it's lying or something yeah, to, yeah. to take an unfair advantage. It's yeah. not fair, yeah. And then we get sort of feel like it's wrong to do that.
1: And that's and that and that and that is that is a lie and attack from the devil, mm. because the Bible says if you utilize the fruit of the spirit, mm. there is no law against the fruit of the spirit and its use. Mm. If you use the fruit of the flesh. You come in under subjection of the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. And you come in under the subjection of a whole lot of cultural laws and and, and requirements. And so every time you go in and you're using the fruit of the Spirit, you are at a superior advantage. Every time you use weapons that are superior to the weapons of the enemy, you are at a superior advantage. And yet we go into these fights with an understanding that we are less than. Mm -hmm. So, through the through gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the activation of these gifts, going into a battle, man, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable, and now, generally speaking, when I come along and I say, "Would you use that unfair advantage oh i don't know
0: mm. do you see do you see where I'm driving I think this? so, yeah, I think so. Do you think it's? Do you think that a lot of Christianity just doesn't know the weapons, doesn't know the power that we hold in Christ? Yeah, they just. Or do you think they're afraid? Or do you think what like what drives that? Know God, know
1: yourself, know the enemy, and you won't have to worry about the outcome of a battle. Mm. They don't know God. They don't know themselves. They don't know what they can and can't do. Mm. Say you go into a battle and you've got a weapon that you use that weapon. There's no law against using that weapon. Yet we 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 get the enemy twisting that weapon inside out. So we're using it wrongly and then we wonder what's going on. we 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 under more bondage and love is one of those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't see, like, for instance, you know, World War I, where the British were still fighting like they were in an old civil war where they'd line up their troops... And march them in, and say ready, and then everyone get down, fire, and then all fire at once, and then reload their rifles. the The who are they fighting? little one, the Germans and the and the. There's a whole bunch of them, anyway. Mm-hmm. Germ- I learnt in Europe, Germany wasn't the only one to blame for that. There were oh few no, 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 no.
1: There's, there's I think
0: Austria. Anyway, <clears> getting on, <throat> getting off track here, but they were fighting trench warfare. They were they were upping the ante, you know, and so these people were just getting cut to shreds. They were just walking up and just getting cut to shreds because the other team were playing the new game and these people were wanting to play the you know like you say the fair fight and they just weren't fighting fairly
1: well technology in warfare changes tactics yeah and so we and terrain yeah and and well that's ground yeah so we need to understand the weapons that we have and we need to understand the weapons the enemy has and that's why weapons training is so important That's why I'm taking such a long process of time in terms of training you on all of these different aspects because when we come to the next big section, which is bringing it all to bear, then we're going to be calling on all these things to understand, okay, I cannot use this weapon in this situation because it just doesn't work. Mm. I have to use that weapon. Mm. And so my tactics change, my battle plans change in going into this area. Uh, When I'm facing a... Spirit of deception That is anchored in Self-deception within that person That is anchored in inferiority My tactics change And I know all of that Because I'm using my gifts The the download of the gifts of the Holy Spirit Which is wisdom and discernment And the discerning of spirits So it's wisdom and knowledge I mean And the discerning of spirits Into that area And so I can adapt my tactics In Isaiah 61 situation Mm. You see what I'm saying? I think so so. The, so if I'm you so what I've got to do is I've got to start to understand, I need to use every advantage I have. Mm. Yep. And the devil is gonna cry foul. Yep. And that's where most Christians get twisted out of shape. Because when he cries foul, they go to that default that you went to. Mm. That the other young guy went to the other day. And, and and most Christians go to default Negative Because they don't understand What these things actually are And what they are meant to do Yeah Just like love I mean love So many Christians get bent out of shape Manipulated Panel-beated Into doing things that they're not supposed to be doing Or things that they're not feel led to do Because the enemy Comes in and manipulates him through a false understanding of what love is.
0: Yeah, yep. And so you'll get a Christian who's expressing their opinion on a uh, you know on something like abortion, and you know then a person comes up to you and says, "Well, you're supposed to love everybody. You're supposed to respect everybody's decision to choose what they want to do. Well, how can you do this? How can you speak mm. out against this?" And the Christians, well, maybe I can't. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't speak out against it. Yeah. So, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah,
1: oh, I, I fit I, it in. This, 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 this whole this whole <clears> week, <throat> the song that's been in my head is is what's love got to do with it? Or what's do about it? Love got to do
0: it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every time I've been going, in, this song has been driving me mental. <laughs> so let's get it. Let's see what love's got to do. There's with
0: a lot of a lot of songs written about love. Yeah, a lot of yeah. songs. Yeah. I wonder how many are written about And Christian how
1: And how many of those songs influence our understanding? How much of culture influences our understanding or cultural writing on love? Influences our understanding of actually understanding what this is?
0: Yep. I think the first time that I heard that love was actually a choice and not a feeling was when I was doing pre-marriage counseling. Mm. And I mean, that's a revelation. Like, of course, it's you know, it makes complete sense once mm. you hear it. You don't get up every single day and are madly head over heels in love with your wife, but you choose to act in love regardless of how you feel.
1: <laughs>
0: Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> I this picture in my mind, you know, how Hollywood tries to portray this love. Yeah, you know, and then you get this couple; they go out to dinner, and, they, and then they they go home together, and they have, you know, unbridled love yep and then they wake up together and they turn towards each other and smile and then just start passionately kissing each other again and i'm thinking
0: oh yeah yeah
1: (laughs) halitosis dragon breath morning breath (laughs) they don't teach you all about this stuff they
0: don't don't teach you about the the unromantic type of love huh bits yeah yeah
1: all right, love is the greatest. I'm going to just go through this. If you if you could just open up your, um, if you've got a Thompson's chain reference, go to the chain reference. Anything, you just open up and you'll, you'll you'll be able to get all of these scriptures here. But, and I'm just going to list them out there and not go into these in too much detail. But first of all, love is the greatest commandment. It is. It is. Um, it is the foundation. Yep. Of your interaction between you and God and your and, and yourself and everybody else. Yep.
0: Now the two things Jesus says, the greatest commandment. Yep.
1: So it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater, there's no commandment greater than these. Um, just a little bit on the by and by with regards to this. I will trust a person more if I know, well, let me, let me try and rephrase this thought. My trust of a person, I know the Bible says don't trust in man, etc., etc., but I've got different levels that where, where I will bring a person in to trust them. But my level of trusting a person is dependent on their commitment and love towards God. So the more that that person loves God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their body, the higher I will trust that person in relation to our ministry together.
0: Yeah.
1: And our relationships as, 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 as Christian brothers.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that person's foundation, his primary, the primary foundation is based on that relationship with God. And that's, clearly defined by the bible. Yep, that's concrete. Concrete. So yep. it's not based on my relationship with him, it's based on his relationship with God. I have more trust in that person than a person that comes in and says to me, "Hey David, I got you back." Yep. That person... <laughs> I get, no, I yeah, completely I just, understand. Yeah, yeah, I just, boom, sh- block them out because well, well, I will get a snuff in my back from the other person.
0: And it goes back to saying about love is being a choice and trust being a choice. And it goes back to it not being based on feelings. Like this person who comes in and say, I've got your back. You know, what if you accidentally slight mm-hmm. that person and then they won't have your back anymore? Mm-hmm. But if it's based on relationship with God individually... Then you've got more trust between one another. Well, you
1: see, if you're fulfilling that command, then basically living that lifestyle is a fulfillment of the law. The Bible says so. The second point is love is a fulfillment of the law. Romans thirteen ten. Love does not love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. You know. But now, now, now the thing is, and this is what I'm trying to share and trying to teach in terms of the twisting of your understanding of love. Love within a relationship does not necessarily, especially does not necessarily mean that you will allow your brother to do something wrong and allow him to get away with it because of love. You can't say that to me because of love. Mm. Because I love you. Mm. I will fight for you.
0: I will fight you for you. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: what I say to a lot of my young people. If I see you going down a path that's not the right path, that's a path of sin, going into a path that you shouldn't be going to, I'm going to grab hold of you. Mm. And I'm going to hold on you tight. Mm. And I will fight you for you, you know, because I love you, but I'm not going
0: to
1: but I'm not going to allow you to come to me and say to me you shouldn't be doing this because you should be loving me. Loving does not mean allowing you
0: yeah, just to get away with all kinds of stuff. That's how it's been twisted a little bit, hey. Yeah. like if, I, if if a person says, hey, I thought you loved me, that's saying I want to continue in the behavior that I'm doing and you should respect me enough to let me do what I want. Yeah. And that is a complete twisting of the word love. That is not acting in love at all if that person then says, well, you're right, well, I do love you, maybe I'll step away.
1: That person's acting from self-deception and decept, and then going into deception. And then that is their defense mechanism against you because they know that you are standing in your relationship with God, love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. Coming in, I'm going to I'm going to love you the way God loves you and therefore I'm going to call you up and call you out on this area that you're going into.
0: Yeah.
1: You know I'm going to do it in a biblical manner, but I'm going to do it. Mm. And so their defense mechanism Will be to stay away from you, to try and avoid you, and then to attack you. Mm. You know, don't do that. You're not supposed to love me and then basically come in and against you.
0: It's kinda of like love me for who I am. Yeah. That's how it's been twisted, hey. Right. This that's, is this is me. This is me. Love yeah. me for who I am. I thought you loved
1: me. But that's deception because it th- is. who you are is who God made you to be. And yeah. that, that that walking in oh, the who flesh. who you think you are. Yeah, that walking and manifesting the fruit of the flesh is not you. Mm. It's the flesh in you and you, you're you a child of God. You're supposed to be operating the fr- fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Third one, it's the greatest gift. Like I said, in uh, th- that's 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And then you can read in 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Pursue it. It's the greatest gift that you can have and give. Um, I love this one. It is the test of true discipleship. So, if you want to know if someone's a Christian, there's your test. John 13, 35. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Hmm. Yeah, i tell you what, that's been twisted around something chronic. <laughs> you know? Yep. But you've got to understand what love is. Um, number five, it's a test of genuine service. Uh, John 2116, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you, Jesus said. Take care of my sheep. This one you should know is one of my favorite, eh? I know,
0: and I think you <laughs> often get it from God. He often tells you that, doesn't yeah. he? Do you love me? And
1: yeah. Yes, when I'm getting a bit frustrated with my brothers
0: and sisters in Christ. <laughs> Who you love dearly, but I love them dearly. They get things wrong. <laughs> and, and,
1: and, 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 and then I go and whine to the Lord, and yeah. then he says, David, you love me. Uh, and if we, I've, I've come to a stage where
0: you don't even have to ask. I don't
1: even whine anymore. I yeah. just, I just answered for him. Yes, Lord, I do love you. And yes, Lord, I will go feed your sheep. I will go feed your lambs. I will love them. And 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 for me,
0: even though I taught them a year ago, they were <laughs> <teaching them> again.
1: <laughs> and, and 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 for me, this is one of the things that the fruit of love that keeps me going out to the deep sea. It keeps me going out into the Isaiah 61 prisons. It keeps me going out. This is one of the strengths of this fruit for me, yeah. personally. It gives
0: you courage, doesn't yeah. it?
1: Love for me makes me go out to the storm again and again and again, no yeah. matter what I get in the storm. Love for me, because I come back into the to the harbor, and I'll go one to the Lord, and the Lord will say, Do you love me? Please, I need you to go out there again and just get that child of mine out of Isaiah 61 prison. And I boom, out I go again. That is crucial for me. Mm. John 21, 16. Uh, number six, test of speech. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. Uh, it's the measure of your life. So 1 John 3, 14. It's a measure. You want to know? A measuring rod against you, you and put a measuring rod against you. That's the measure. Mm. Uh, pr- it, it's the proof that you actually love God. One John four twenty. I love this one because it's sort of when the religious spirit tries to come and twist it. This is the one that really knocks back virtually every deceptive argument that would come and try and get you to love uh, love a person. From the world style. Uh, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not, does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he cannot see.
0: That's interesting, isn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, love is abounding. 1 Thessalonians three, twelve; Hebrews 13, 1, James 2, 8. Go and read them at home at your leisure. And then further... Well,
0: that's important. Abounding. Abounding, heaps of it. That's what abounding means, right? Yeah, oodles of love. Yeah, oodles.
1: May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. One Thessalonians three twelve. This is a fruit that grows and grows. Mm. This is the fruit that you need to counter the abuse that you are going to face when you go into Isaiah sixty one to rescue people because some people don't want to be rescued.
0: Well <laughs> really uh, there's a whole bunch of them.
1: And so you got and, and and the more you utilize this fruit, the more it grows. It's unbelievable, the more it grows.
0: You the look bigger at, it gets. You look at the um the tragic story of Amy Winehouse recently in the news with um you know, a lot of people loved her and wanted her to stop her addiction to drugs, but she just did not want the help. She didn't want to be loved that way. She didn't want to be rescued. And it led to, tragically, her death. So it's not a... <laughs> you know, it's just the most weighty fruit. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's just, yeah. And it's fervent.
1: 1 Peter one twenty two and 1 John four seven. And you can go find all of those just in a concordance or something like what that. Is, what
0: does fervent mean exactly?
1: Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart.
0: So it's like a deep, just passionate. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah.
1: Man, I'm going to do this. But in saying that, and I go back again and again and again, and this is reiterating it again and again and again, um, loving people God's way. Yeah. And oftentimes they don't want that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes loving people God's way means to go into a brother's life and say, Brother, mm-hmm. this is wrong. This is wrong behavior. This is sinful behavior. And when, you cre- when you're when you doing this sin, you cre- you're activating the fruit of the flesh. The fruit of the flesh activates the law of sin and death in your life.
0: And saying that, we understand that it's one of the toughest things to ever say to a person. But it's the true test of, like it's saying, a measuring stick. It's a true test of your love for that person. If you actually call them on things, if you actually go and say to them, like you said, this is leading to your death, sin and death in your life. This is horrible. You need to stop. That's what true love is. Mm. Can I ask you a question? I'm sorry, before we go on, I said I thought before. When we love people... We love, you know, I love my wife. You love your friends. You love your church family. I you love your real family. All that sort of stuff. Do you think that when you get rewarded for that, that that sort of almost reinforces a, a misunderstanding of what love really is?
1: To explain that a bit
0: more? Well, you know, say I go out and I love... It's, what I'm trying to say is it's easy to love the people who love you back. Yes. But it's very difficult to love the people who froth at the mouth and bite at you. Yes. But do you think that people get comfortable by just loving the Absolutely.
1: lovable? Ab- that brilliant point. Absolutely. And the Bible talks about
0: it. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's where I go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's easy. It's easy to love someone who's going to love you back. But it's hard to love someone who is going to fight you and bite you. Mm. And yet you've got to keep on pressing in yep, into that person's life. In spite of the abuse that they 're going to heap against you because you 're pressing into their love
0: so when when a person is loving you back when you when you love when you give everything you can to this person and you know they reward you with their love and adoration, might be a good habit to get into to give the glory of that to God rather oh. than holding on to it for yourself
1: no there there's a little book that i've got from bob mumford i I, I got it years and years ago how to handle god 's glory yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Um, Good title man, man, the, the easiest way I can describe that And I've not read it for about 20 years now Somewhere in there The easiest way I can describe handling God's glory Is if something really Hot Like a, a really hot rock gets thrown at you, you do, do what you're going to do with that hot rock with God's glory Throw it straight back to God and say Lord, uh-uh Now yeah. someone comes to me and says "You know, That was a great sermon It really blessed me. Um, It's really done something in my life. It's done something in my marriage. It's God is working because of what you said. I will say to that person, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you've come back to me and said, you know, and affirmed me and affirmed what that I'm hearing God and that kind of stuff. When I get home, hot rock time. Yeah. God, I give you the glory because it is by grace and mercy that you have given me this ministry to minister to your children. Mm. And it's all you and I give you the glory.
0: Yeah, And see, I think the trap is if we don't do that and get into the habit of doing that, we'll wind up loving like people Lucifer. for the wrong reason. You will
1: wind up like Lucifer.
0: And so you'll, you'll, you'll get up there, you'll preach a sermon, but you'll be up there because you want to hear those compliments. And that's yeah. not the way to love. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay.
0: I can't believe we used to only go 25 minutes for these things. Barely <laughs> touch the surface. I'm, I'm watching
1: that there and I'm thinking, <laughs> I only thought, you know, I thought I just had one more section to go and I'm seeing, now oh, I don't have one section. I no, have quite a few and I've got to press into this. Yeah. Now.
0: All right.
1: Okay. Um, very, very briefly, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you some homework because I'm watching... The clock, and I'm going to get into trouble just by saying those words. Watching the clock. Yeah. Oh, don't
0: we get into trouble yeah. for it? Everyone tells us to not mention the clock. You guys don't understand the pressure. We're here. We have very little props. I have my pen that I can click, and we hey, have the clock. That's, that's
1: my pen. Don't break that one. Yeah.
0: I'll give you yours.
1: Good reminding me.
0: I don't know whether we've told you, but I like to play with things while we He's talk. He's a fiddler, and he fiddle. breaks
1: what he fiddles. Yeah. And he, so he's got one pen in my office that he can fiddle with.
0: Because I've already broken it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he had a new pen. So I just... It
0: banished me from yeah. having that pen. <laughs> I understand.
1: All right. This is your homework. Um, I want you to go and read these scriptures. I'm going to read them out. You can stop the podcast and write them down and go and, again, go and read them and meditate on them. Um, what happens... Is, what, what, what would happen in the Isaiah 61... Prison if you went in with this fruit. Now I'm gonna give you some biblical scriptures to go in and just meditate on to show you a little bit briefly what it looks like.
0: Um so just sorry, yeah. just to to set it up. We've talked about the Isaiah sixty one prison before. Yes. So just just describe really briefly what that is to people so they get a picture.
1: Okay. When you go into someone's life and they are in bondage. Or they are brokenhearted. So go read Isaiah 61, first couple of verses, and you go and read the the, the, def, the definitions: brokenhearted, heaviness, yep. in 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 in, um, in addictions and all of that kind of stuff. And you are, and the Lord's leading you in to go and speak to w- a person one-on-one to disciple them, to lead them from that prison through the salvation, through salvation, and disciple them, teach them what you know. What is what is the manifestation of this fruit look like when you go in there? Mm. So. Give you an example, John 13, 1. It was just before Passover, the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go on to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Hmm. What was the full extent of his love? He laid down his life. That's what it looks like.
0: Isn't that the scripture? Love have there's no greater love than this that he who would it. lay down his life for his friends.
1: That's it. John fifteen thirteen.
0: Relevant. Wow. No one knows <laughs> that he lay down his life for his friends. I adore, I love that scripture so much. And and, and to be refer- yeah. he laid down his life for his friends. Not his children, not his servants, yeah. his friends.
1: But don't only think of this in terms of physical death.
0: No, right, yeah.
1: What, what, what is it going to cost you to go into an Isaiah 61 prison and, 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 and rescue someone with an addiction, with a broken heart? It's going to cost you time. What is time? Time is your life. Mm. You've only got X number of years God has given you on this planet to, 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 to live and, and, and fulfill his purpose and enjoy John 10.10. 10, and now you are going into an Isaiah 61 prison to rescue someone. Yeah. It's you laying down your life. you laying down your time. You're spending time with someone and possibly maybe receiving some abuse for it. Mm-hmm. And yet you go back and you go back and you go back. Greater love. Yeah. There it is. Mm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And this fruit sends you back out there. Mm. You get your hands bitten. You get your head kicked in. You take on a bit of water. You come back into the sh- shore and the Lord just... Panel beats you a bit, and then he gives you a bit more ammunition and you go one too many, and he says, Do you love me? Yes, Lord. Please go and please go and touch that person. I need you out there. I need you to touch that person. And out you go. Yes, Lord. Hmm. Greater love is no man. That's what it looks like. Uh, Romans 8.35 35, 2 Corinthians 5 14, Galatians 2 20, 1, John 3 16. Go meditate on those scriptures. Um, give you an idea just think about them on on what this fruit actually looks like out there in the deep sea Mm. you know and and, and please this fruit is not mushy (laughs) wishy washy doormat fruit that you that you will do whatever it takes according to that person to get things done No it doesn't look like that It looks like What What would Jesus do In this situation And if it needs a rebuke You give yeah. the rebuke If it needs a, to Someone to stand with you And hold you by the collar And hold you fast Then go and do that yeah. You know If it needs a kind word Go and give the kind word But it must be All the gifts All the gifts Need to be delivered On the foundation Of this fruit Love mm. A prophetic word On the foundation of love
0: Yeah very Otherwise, important. you're a clinging symbol. Yeah.
1: So that, that that's and what I thought that
0: crucial. that was before, wasn't it? You yeah. Know, speaking in tongues. Yeah. If you don't have love, you're useless. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Um,
1: just briefly, well, it won't be briefly, but just let's look at let's look at love. What 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 is it exactly? Uh, the and the Greek word I'm going to be looking at is agape. Um, if you go to a Vines dictionary, you're gonna just you'll be able to get this stuff. It's it's out there, it's it's available to you.
0: What's a Vines dictionary?
1: Vine's expository dictionary of New Testament words. So it
0: looks at the original Greek. It looks and at Hebrew the original Greek.
1: Uh, if you go to Strong's, you can get the the Hebrew, you can even get the Old Testament vines as well. Okay, uh, cool. you know. And you can go and it's like a it's it's like a, you just go in and look at the word I am I'm 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 developing a sermon on expectancy. Great expectations, that's my sermon the next time I preach. And you type up the word expectant. And then it gives you all the Greek definitions of what expectant means. Here, agape, love. So you've got agape, you got Phileo, you know, you can look up Eros, you can look up, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: So, I actually did that in my sermon coming up on Sunday yeah. as well.
1: So essentially essentially Agape, and we all know as Christians what agape is, is the unconditional love of God. And so it's the love of God given towards His Son, given towards the human race generally, for God so loved the world, John three sixteen, 16. Um, and and, and it, it, it's a love that is given... But the reciprocant of that love, essentially, when it is directed towards mankind, is undeserving. Yeah. Okay. So, when you go out into the world, this, this is the love that you need to be cultivating. Because the fruit of the Spirit, this is the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, Galatians 5.22. This is the measure of the love that you're going to have. And this is, the, this is your advantage over the enemy. The enemy hates this fruit because this is the fruit that will keep you going out at that person over yeah. and over and over again. This is the unfair advantage. And so he's going to twist your understanding of love completely upside down. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, the person in Isaiah 61 sometimes is undeserving. They're sometimes abusive. They're sometimes doing all sorts of things. Um, so. It keeps you going out. It keeps you going out.
0: Um,
1: This this is the type of love that is is manifested. You see it by action. Yeah. You know, you you get a lot of people that talk, talkers. The people that actually have this fruit are the doers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You see it by their actions. You see it by them... Laying down their lives, laying down their finances, laying down their time, laying down their energy, laying down their giftings, and just going back out, back out, back out all the time. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, it's really, this is the one, this is the this is the foundational fruit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so what do we do if we don't, we don't feel? So say we're, we've been browbeaten, we're back in the docks, we're not deep water anymore, we're getting panel beaten What's the, you know, then we just don't feel. We don't feel like we want to go back out and love. We don't love that person anymore. We want to stay in the dock.
1: Okay. Love is not a feeling. It is a decision to go and feed the sheep. It's doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you love me, you will do what I ask you. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus says. Show me your, show, You you. If you want to know a disciple of the Lord, all you have to do is look and discern at the actions and deeds of that disciple. Now, be very clear of what I'm saying here. I'm not saying church action and deeds or ministry action. I'm 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 saying kingdom action and deeds. What does the Lord say that we need to be doing? That's the that's that's what I'm looking at. And yeah. so the disciple that has this fruit will continually, in spite of, go out and minister. Mm. But this disciple will also have the ability through the gifts of the spirit, wisdom, knowledge, discerning of spirits, as to when to walk away. Mm-hmm because the religious spirit will then try and hook you in on that point. Yeah. And the Bible is clear on 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 how not to be uh, allow you to you know, people to be misused, misuse this gift in you. Yep. You need to know this. Mm. You know, if someone if someone if I discern and I see from action that someone is deliberately been a prodigal son or daughter and living in the pig farm or living in the world I will say to them straight, I'm here, but I am not moving off my biblical position to accommodate your sinful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm here. When you come back to your senses and you come back to the Lord, I'll be there to walk with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I had I had a guy in our church who. Was a railer, and he, he that's just a fighter. Fight for the sake of fighting. Now, when I do spiritual warfare, and we look at the different types of fighters, that's just one of those berserkers. Yeah. Uncontrollable, bully, fighter, and eventually it reached a point where um, no one would come and lay charge against him with Matthew 18. And eventually I had to grab hold of him, haul him in, and um, sit him down, and lay the law down to him, and then I challenged him. I said to him, these are your actions. Bang, 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 bang. Unacceptable. Repent. You know, and he did that. And then, you know, in the challenge meeting, my meeting with him lasted eight minutes. Okay, this this guy is the greatest emailer you'll find, man. Ranting and raving in emails. But man, face to face, eight minute meeting, bang. Start to finish. And in that meeting, I said to him, I said said to him now, I said, I'm going to give you my word now. One, Unacceptable behavior will not be accepted Two I will fight for your heart I will fight for your heart I said Nothing is going to stop me Coming for you To fight for your heart Not your strongholds Not your wounds Not this railing Not your bully boy tactics I will Sort that out I'm going to fight for you And I'm going to Make you what God wants you to be but there's one thing, one thing that will stop me. If you walk away. Yep. Bang, he was gone. Hmm. So I know how far I will go. And I will not allow people to misuse this gift in me or this fruit in me in a negative way. Because I know exactly what this fruit is all about. And, and, and this fruit is based on my relationship with God love the Lord your God, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. I will lay down my life for the sheep. Yeah. But I will, not lay, I will not, like the father in the prodigal son's story, I will not go into the pig farm. Where someone is willfully going in and sinning, I will stand and I will call and I will say, here am I. Mm-hmm. I will go and search for the lost sheep. But if the lost sheep doesn't want to be found and wants to stay where it is, I will wait. I will just say, here I am.
0: Yeah. Now, this type of uh, knowledge and wisdom and discipline in regard to love and the action you take, influenced by your love for God and your love for other people, I imagine takes practice. I imagine there's going to be a million times where you'll go out in all love, you'll get wiped out, and you won't know how to stand back up or you won't go out when you should and then you'll feel bad because you should have acted in love and fought and it takes practice so don't don't, I'm just trying to put a (laughs) don't feel bad if you don't get something like this straight away because you you get that all the time in Christianity oh I didn't hear from God and I moved on with my life did you really ask him for four years and persist a lot of this is persistence so keep practicing Mm. if you don't feel like loving a person just make those steps toward them and eventually you'll be awesome
1: no, if you don't feel like loving a person, love is not feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. oh well, yeah. Love is decision. Go out, choose to decision. love despite feeling.
1: Just remember all those aspects of love. Love is proof of discipleship. Uh, love is proof of the fulfillment of the law in your life. Love is the greatest gift that you can have. Mm-hmm. Love is the, the manifestation of love is proof uh, proof to the world that, that Christ loves us. Mm-hmm. But in in, in in saying that, there is also the ability and the, the permission in the church to exercise discipline against members that are sinning yep. within themselves and sinning within the body yep. and causing damage to the body. Now, in those areas, that's where the enemy would try and come in and seek to twist this fruit of love and, 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 and the
0: practice of it difficult hey because sometimes the greatest love that you can have for a person is to put them into the hold of Satan I'm, I'm fairly Ooh. certain I'm not speaking out of turn there because I'm fairly certain I read that in my Bible <laughs> can't remember where but Paul I think talks about um, expelling an immoral brother and putting them in the clutches of Satan so that they may come to repentance and conviction yeah. That to me is mind-boggling, and
1: well, there, there, there we, there we. That's start, tough we, love. <laughs> we, 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 start to walk into the area of the teaching of church discipline. Another controversial area, another area that is sort of like overlooked, and because it's lack of understanding, or yeah, or all sorts of stuff
0: with that, yeah. So you think I've just stood on an anthill when I when I've spoken? <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 no. You haven't stood on an anthill, but it's it 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 it. it it is one of those issues within the church that is avoided like the plague of course because it is a it's not easy to go in and have to discipline someone Ugh. and to go to that level of discipline yeah. the, the, the amount of soul searching that you have to go that you go through to, to, to
0: do it that, that point.
1: Um, it doesn't sit well
0: no, I bet it doesn't ever and, sit and,
1: well. And and it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're dealing with you're dealing with the children of God. You're dealing with His children, His sheep. And and and, and so it's like whoa. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it doesn't sit well. No,
0: <laughs> but I guess that's where you say I've made the choice despite the feeling. Yeah, but man, yeah, <laughs> God willing. <laughs> You know, I guess if you ever get put into that situation where you do have to discipline a person in that manner, God will have, he has full knowledge of what you're capable of and has confidence that you'll carry it out. But I don't know, I'm almost like, God willing, I won't ever be. You know what I mean? He won't ever put me in that position, even though it would show great, great responsibility. But like, you know, you, you pray for the fruit of patience. Oh, give me the fruit of patience, and then he's like, "Well, here, yeah, be patient with this."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's one of the things I teach you guys: is just, just you grow this fruit. Don't ask the Lord to grow it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't try and take the shortcut. Yeah, you grow you,
1: you, you grow this fruit. Okay. bit you, you pursue it. Don't, yeah. don't get to a point where he says, "Come, I have to teach you this fruit of love."
0: <laughs> yep. Um,
1: all right. So basically, in wrapping up. Christian love whether you're going to use it with, in the church or whether you're going to use it in the world is not generated and activated by your feelings um, it's it's not generated and activated by natural processes that you have mm. uh, it's not activated by time spent with a person it should be primarily acted activated by Based on your love relationship with God, that your love relationship with God that's where that fruit should primarily start to be growing, and then it starts to come out in that manifestation, and you work it you work it through mm, so cool. this is probably the the foundational for me, the foundational fruit, the one of the most important ones yeah, yeah. cool. one last scripture, Galatians five six amplified for if we are in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Mm-hmm. Go and read Galatians 5 and 6. Also as your homework really fantastic uh perspective on dealing with the religious mm. and freedom mm. and how that love actually Traces its way right the way through. Yeah, yeah. Those two, two chapters.
0: That's pretty, um, pretty deep teaching. This one, I find. Mm. It's not. It's I don't know. Would you even consider it to be one of the most twisted things in the world?
1: Love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. look love, love is, love is the essence of God. God is love. God is love, and so the enemy, the enemy is coming and. And bent it so out of shape, the different aspects of love in different relationships that it's 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 like yeah. out, it's you out there. You, you know? can't
0: look at him clearly yeah. anymore. And so
1: so so one of the key factors is to understand exactly what it is, how to utilize it, and when you begin to utilize this fruit, because we've got one more fruit left and that's joy. And joy is the thing that sustains you in the storm. Mm. So if you you know, and we'll we'll talk about that next week, is is when you are In the storm and getting battered, most people look to the storm or to the the world, to the people of the world, to the circumstances, to what they're doing to try and get happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. Bang, big failure. Mm -hmm. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and that's what sustains you while you're out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, And so, yeah. So these really important they're an unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. really, really
0: are. So, I guess if you guys feel like you've missed anything from this, I could just revisit this podcast from time to time because this is, yeah, you, it's just controversial and tricky, but vital. Yeah. So, yeah, I encourage you to re listen again. Um, other than that, we might leave it there, I yep. think, David, yeah? As always, we'd love to hear from you guys, hear your opinions, hear your thoughts and uh, acclaim so that we can give all that glory to God. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but we love to hear that stuff because it does encourage us. So if you head on over to www.life-house.net, um, you'll find email links and a few other resources and things. I'm preaching this Sunday. Yes. So... Uh, well, date it. Date what, what is the date today? It's oh, I've got no thing. 3rd of August. 3rd of August. So... Whatever this Sunday will be, like the seventh, so yeah. my sermon will be up on the other podcast then next week. I'm hmm. actually going to steal a few things when you were talking. When we're talking now <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's good." That's I've written down scriptures and stuff. So, um, anyway, guys, we uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us. We love that you're here.
1: Have a great week. See you next week. Yeah, have fun. Bye.